Fox News alert millions of American families. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBS News. I'm George Thomas. We begin with the latest. Here at St. John's Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us for CBS News. Watch. I'm George Thomas. We begin with the latest in the coronavirus pandemic. Number of cases here in the U.S. Here we are, a little bit late, just like always, so that should always be expected. We always run a little bit late, and we run on freedom time around here. So with me today, I actually have uh, one of the coolest 3D printers, in my opinion, right now. Uh, not the printer itself, but a uh, person running the printer. Uh, Suckboy Tony is how you can find him pretty much anywhere, Twitter, Instagram, and uh, YouTube. The uh, Links are in the episode description below. How's it going, Tony? Pretty good. Pretty good. Yeah, just uh, finishing up a, another design for um, my plasma rifle series of designs, I guess. Uh, getting ready for a Bear Arms and Bitcoin conference coming up here in Miami in a couple weeks. Um, just getting everything ready to show off. So, yeah, pretty good. Word. So, um most of my listeners usually are unfamiliar with uh, the, the topics I bring up. So I'm more of like the gateway to a lot of these things. So do you, do you want to give just a quick rundown on uh, 3D printing and also uh, 3D printing firearms? Yeah, yeah. So basically, I'll start off with saying 3D printers are really easy to get into and start doing and really cheap right now. It's only about 200 bucks for an Ender 3, and that can print you, I mean, if you're interested in guns and freedom-type accessories, uh, an Ender 3 can build pretty much all the designs uh, that are out there right now. Um, and that's only, yeah, like 200 bucks, I think. You can sometimes find them on sale for 180 Um but yeah, so they're really cheap, uh, and they're, it might take a little bit to get into... Um, to like get it set up and everything but uh at least a lot of people i talk to that like tinkering with stuff uh enjoy it um so i would definitely i mean it's probably worth it just to have even if you're not too sure for 200 bucks um it's a pretty cheap investment um so yeah i would uh yeah that's a printer i would recommend to start off with uh if you're pretty new to 3d printing um there's tons of designs. Uh, if you want to get uh, go like the gun route, the Gatalog is, I think it's thegatalog.com, but I would just Google the Gatalog. That has most of the gun designs. Otherwise, Thingiverse and all that has all the non-gun design stuff. Um, and yeah, just print off some designs. You don't even need to worry about designing stuff uh, at all. But I, I would definitely recommend learning that skill too. Um, but uh yeah so basically that's pretty much my spiel on uh 3d printing um but what i'm making this is a little bit 
disassembled um i'm making plasma guns basically so this is um a 3d completely 3d printed uh there's like a steel pipe um on the inside of the barrel uh but the actual like rifling inside of the barrel is 3d printed um i don't know if you'll be able to see it on that uh but yeah so the inside 3d printed and then there's a steel uh tube inside it's basically completely homemade um just parts from home depot and a couple online parts um and then what makes it uh plasma rifle so runs on a bat a 3s lipo just like drones and rc cars so cool yeah <laughs> and then uh this is just the ignition module it costs about three dollars on amazon um i buy like bulk pack i think it's like three for 12 bucks or something but it's an 80 kilovolt igniter um and then i mean that's literally all the electronics that are in there um is just this and then the rest is just wires going to the triggers uh the trigger um my next design this one was a pump action uh i don't I don't even know where the hell it is. I'm, I'm pretty disorganized, but this had a uh, <laughs> pump action, basically uh, something that locked into there to lock the bolt. You pull it down, pump it. Um, it was kind of janky. So now I'm switching to uh, using a solenoid, basically. Yeah. So this is just an electromagnet. Um, and that's basically going to be like right here in the new design and just uh, spring up um and lock the bolt in place and then you just have a trigger on the pump uh to unlock it basically uh that should help with a lot of the stress and like i don't basically it's a lot better to just lock it up and back instead of having it locked up way yeah. up there um and so yeah that's the design that i'm printing up now um and i guess i should explain the uh ignition part two so yeah it's an 80 kilovolt igniter basically it just um uh basically just sparks um across a probe there's a probe in the firing pin i think of it as a firing pin and then a probe on the top there um yeah. that goes down into the barrel and then i use um disintegrating i had so many around here oh yeah so disintegrating cases so this is a printed uh case and basically one probe goes in the bottom of that or the back and then um the arc goes through the case um and then ignites the powder so right now i'm using black powder um it works with smokeless powder too um but yeah that's basically it so the um because the case is 3d printed and the chamber is a little bit oversized um the case just shatters when it goes off so there's no need to extract it like typical guns you need an extraction to take the case out this gets rid of that yeah. so it's super easy i'm really excited to release the files because you you can do a ton of modifications to it without knowing uh much about firearms like anybody that's ever modified like an airsoft gun or a nerf gun or anything like that um can probably make a, a new design using this type of system so, so so is that how you started uh doing like modding nerf guns and stuff <laughs> yeah actually yep pretty much uh probably started let's see yeah somewhere in middle school got into airsoft guns got into like fixing friends airsoft guns um 
and then uh kind of like high school late middle school i got into making potato guns too um, oh yeah yeah so i made a lot of different variants of that and a lot of really cool stuff and then um yeah i went to the army for a bit uh after that did i was a combat engineer so it was like blowing stuff up um so i guess that kind of gives me a little bit more experience when it comes to not blowing stuff up i guess uh, when it comes to the guns yeah yeah (laughs) so yeah luckily i haven't gotten injured with any of my tests um or anything and then so, um, so it's actually pretty cool I, I i can notice uh well any anybody go follow his instagram and all of his other socials because he posts a lot of this stuff um it's it's honestly one of the coolest things and those those caseless or that caseless ammo that's what like drew my attention because i was like that's honestly the coolest thing i think i've ever heard of yeah like that's so crazy yeah, I appreciate it. And yeah, honestly, it just came about um, like there's definitely like the cool factor to it, but it really just came about from being the easiest way to go about it. Um, like I'm trying to make a fully DIY platform and stuff like the extractor is really hard to 3D print and um, and yeah, or machine yourself. So yeah. my thought process is, all right, well, let's not use an extractor. Let's just make it blow up in the chamber why why do you even need anything coming out especially if it costs like two cents a case to print and um they're plastics they're not reusable anyway but yeah um yeah and then the electricity came about with just some of my designs were having issues with firing pins um so i just got rid of the firing pin uh went to uh I guess my earliest design with electrical ignition was just using um, steel wool uh, with like a nine volt battery basically um, to ignite the powder. But uh, then a YouTuber named Naomi Wu uh, is, um, she sent me some like test igniter things um, and I was able to get those working. And so once I knew that the arc ignition worked, it made everything a lot easier. Dude, that's that's so crazy. It's it's honestly one of the, the the coolest things in my opinion. And and not not even just the firearm thing, but you know, I'm I'm all about uh radical liberty. And like this the the 3D printing technology just like completely undermines mass production. Yeah. And yep. and that's just like one of the coolest things like we, in the uh the climate of things like with China, everything being made in China, it's like, well, just invest a little bit of money while it's still worth anything. Yeah. And just get a 3D printer. Yep. And that's, yeah, that's another thing too that's really motivating me is like just the aspect of being able to make everything from scratch. Because right now, like with fire, every firearm pretty much in existence has a primer. And those primers, um, I should probably do my research again, but the last time I checked, I believe there was only like three manufacturers in the entire United States that are allowed to produce primers. And you need all sorts of licenses and permission slips from Big Brother or whatever to Mm -hmm. uh, manufacture because it's like chemical, it's like a hazmat thing, an explosive thing, all this shit. And 
that's really annoying, especially during COVID when there was all these shortages. Most of it came from primers. Um, yeah. So luckily, yeah, my electrical ignition, uh, the main goal for that was just to get rid of primers. Um, but now it's allowing a lot others, a lot of other stuff like the disintegrating case and all that. Um, but yeah, so I'm really excited to to get this out there and fuck over those primer companies that uh, have a monopoly, I guess, on the on the whole um, supply chain of ammo and aren't yeah. ramping up production or doing anything great. I mean, maybe they're at. I haven't looked too much into it, but that's uh, that's just my initial impression, at least. I mean, there's there's definitely some of that for sure. Um, I think just firearms in general, the the barrier to entry uh, for any any new uh, like gunsmithing company, or especially with ammo, though, because that's I mean, with without the ammo, it's useless you know it's just a, a hunk of steel and iron but yep. yeah the the ammo i i've not done a whole lot so i'm not an expert or anything but i've i've done a little bit of research just figuring out some of the regulations in the uh ammunition production uh business i guess and it, it's regulated of course by the atf um and we, we got to love those people, don't we? Oh, yeah. <laughs> that that actually leads me to my next question is, um, I'm sure a lot of people are wondering as well, what's what's the legalities um, that you've at least ran into, whether it's uh, just snaking through all of this? Because this is all new technology. Yeah. Um, so actually, as of right now, um, if you're in the United States, you can build any gun you want. Um, as long as you could legally buy it off the shelf, uh, like for example, I don't have any special licenses, so I can't build a machine gun because I wouldn't be able to just buy one off the shelf. But for example, like anything I could go to my local sporting goods store, um, mm -hmm. and buy off the shelf, I can make something similar replicate. Uh, so, um, I mean this technically it's, so it's using this is actually kind of in a gray area, my designs. Um, basically, it's between not being considered a firearm at all and just being considered a firearm. Um, so I'm not at any risk not knowing the difference, really, because I'm legally allowed to own it regardless. Um, but since it's black powder and doesn't require a primer, um, they're basically the definition that the ATF uh, gives for uh, like an antique black powder muzzle loading rifle uh which mm -hmm. isn't regulated um so technically felons i believe can own a black powder musket um but uh that says uh i think the wordage is like uh fixed ammunition which includes a okay. primer basically their wording is if it has a primer in it it's uh, a firearm if it doesn't have the primer and the primer is separate from the ammo casing, then it's a black powder muzzle loader thing that's not regulated. Um, this doesn't have a prime. Yeah, this doesn't have a primer at all. But um, I don't want to get in the business of you know messing with the ATF because I don't have a lawyer yet. So yeah. I'm just playing it safe um, until hopefully once I 
get some like funding or start a business with it um i can get matt larogier uh i pronounced that wrong but he's on he's the guy from fudbusters um on youtube he's a really cool lawyer that does firearm stuff uh so yeah hopefully i can run some stuff by him and hire him to get some uh some input because if it's not a firearm that means it could technically be made full auto and suppressed without being regulated which would be a really big game changer um but i'm more concerned too with getting it to like people that aren't able to have gone due to like financial reasons or being in like Myanmar and having your parents killed by the military and stuff um because yeah. yeah that was also another big motivator was seeing the fgc9 being used in Myanmar by the rebels that was pretty cool yeah, I saw those pictures. I I thought that was very interesting. It's like, wow, this this is actually having uh, re- real world effect, and also, uh, you know, it's it's actually being tested out on the battlefield. <laughs> yeah, which I thought was interesting. Yeah, yep, exactly. Yeah, this this is wild. Starting with Nerf guns, and and now you're here. Um, <laughs> yeah, you know that's yeah definitely one of the coolest things and anyone uh watching it definitely not the the only thing you can do with the 3d printer you know i've i've seen about anything as long as you can think about it somebody can somebody probably already has made a 3d printer file for it yeah even something let's i don't know where it is necessarily but like i just um post a video on my twitter i made a like automatic spring wrapping jig not as i mean this is for guns um everything pretty much i do has to do with guns but i mean if you need a spring for any reason this is like an uh automatic spring wrapping jig um so basically get a 3d printer you can make and get like a i use just a bunch of wire like that you can make literally any spring you'd ever need um but yeah pretty much so, possibilities so what's, the, uh, what's been the hardest part uh building a like a real world version of the plasma rifle out of fallout like, <laughs> yeah um so it's definitely been like the smallest issues uh that are giving me a lot of trouble um mainly like sealing up the uh barrel like basically the bolt and the barrel getting a nice seal in there i don't really have any fancy mechanisms besides it's basically let's see this is the bolt and basically it just goes in like three uh like a quarter more a little bit over a quarter inch so it sits in there um there's a lot of gas that comes out of there uh that i've been trying to fight with um it doesn't damage anything but it reduces the power a little bit. Um, basically, it's the same thing as a revolver. How um, a revolver has like a lot of gas coming out between the cylinders, so not a big deal. Yeah. Uh, but it is something that's annoying, especially black powder because there's a lot of smoke. Um, but my next design, uh, I basically I lengthen the bolt uh, quite a bit, so it goes in way further. Um, Hopefully that'll seal it up a little bit more, but um, 
If not, eh, not too worried about it. It's just an annoying thing that is pretty hard to deal with with 3D printed parts getting a gas tight seal. Um, yeah. But other than that, uh, the electric ignition has been uh, kind and kind of hit or miss. Um, getting uh, it to ignite reliably and quickly uh, was pretty difficult in the beginning. I think I've got that down pretty good. Um, there's a lot of like basically the leads, like the spacing between the two probes has to be just right to get the temperature right. Um, and now I also just figured that lower voltage is actually better for the uh, igniter because it goes in like pulses. Um, so <laughs> the higher voltage has a slower pulse rate um, and the lower voltage is really high frequency. Um, and so basically sustains the plasma arc across it uh, way better and ends up burning hotter, I believe. Well, it actually burns stuff more. So, um, yeah, probably the ignition's been pretty difficult, but I think, uh, I think I got that figured out now. Um, but yeah, it's been surprising. I was expecting way more challenges and for it to break a lot more. Um, than it has. So I guess stay tuned. There's probably going to be some issues coming up because it really shouldn't be working this smoothly. Um, <laughs> but yeah. Yeah. So, oh man, I just forgot what I was going to say. So, um, but could you actually, and I think I know the answer to this, but asking for anybody else listening, could you essentially, um, at least in theory, make it so your designs could be modular to where you could make just different parts and all piece them together? Yeah, yep. That's definitely the goal. So, um, like, I try to have all my designs use kind of similar um, elements, or at least I definitely will in the future, um, with like a pump action design, I'm hoping to have like a semi-auto design and stuff. Um, they should all use like similar or the same barrel, uh, stuff like that. Um, so you can swap them out. Um, in terms of, I'm also trying there, it would be pretty easy, um, to do like if you have a factory barrel like if you just found i don't know let's say an ak barrel or an ar-15 barrel or something it would be pretty easy i think to modify um to basically use like my functioning system uh with a factory barrel and then that way you could get a lot more power out of it um there's yeah Basically, um, yeah, there's a lot of different ways to change it. Um, and obviously, like, it's th completely 3D printed, and the files will be available. So stuff like the grips, I'm hoping a lot of people will make a bunch of different designs for the um, for the grips. And then there's, uh, like, the magazine and stuff, too. So the magazine is really simple. Uh, it can... Uh, there's yeah if anybody wants like a drum mag or something it would be pretty easy for other people to make um but yeah basically and it's all um all basically just uses a uh, quarter inch threaded rod um 
to put everything together. So it'd be really easy just to like swap out this middle piece. You just have to unscrew everything, put another piece in and screw it back together. Um, so yeah, I would say extremely, extremely modular. Right on. That's yeah. The, I'm, I'm just so amazed. And honestly, I just love the, the, the 3d printing technology anyways. And as soon as I heard that people were starting to 3D print guns, of course, I was just all over it. Yeah. Um, it, it's just uh, re really interesting because, I mean, not sure exactly how you feel, but there, there's been a major push to try and disarm Americans. And so many countries all over the world already are disarmed. So... Mm -hmm. Yeah, this just brings the uh, the ability for almost anybody to be able to uh, have that protection. And that being one of your goals is just honestly so admirable, in my opinion. So yeah. Thank you for that. that that's <laughs> great. The, the world needs it. Yeah, I appreciate it. Because, yeah, I mean, I honestly I, I'm kind of at the point where I feel like voting between the two candidates is obviously pointless you're gonna get fucked over either way especially with like the two-party system we got now so i probably can't do anything to change it the best i can do is make guns that anybody is able to make across the world that they're not able to control in any way whatsoever um because yeah i see there's i think the frames that everybody um most of the designers in the 3d printed space i would say are working on just like 3d printed frames for like glocks and stuff like that which those are cool for the united states you know and like non-felons like myself that's cool um but it's really easy to regulate like i don't know do the ATF be in the way that they are, it would be super easy for them to say, nope, slides, slides are regulated now. Nope, barrels are regulated now. I mean, I'm sure there's a lot more to it legally, but in my perspective, they're going to do what they want. So you just got to go completely outside of the box, outside of anything that they can possibly control. Yeah. Yeah, that's that, that's a really good point. And they, they kind of... Uh brings me to my next question i had is um about j stark is that right that, that was j yep. stark yep and do you kind of want to explain just who who he is his significance and what happened real quick yeah yeah so he was um the lead designer of the fgc9 the fuck gun control 9 which is a really cool platform i wish i've made one to show it off but i've been so busy with my own guns um but it's a really cool nine millimeter smg essentially that's completely diy um the barrel uses a really cool um it's called electrochemical machining um basically you just need like a car battery and salt water and then you 3d print uh jig kind of i mean yeah you can think of it like this um this thing with uh koi basically wires wrapped around it i mean it wouldn't be a spring it would be wires in the shape of the rifling um that you're trying to dig in um and then put that down a pipe that you can buy at a hardware store online um run current through it uh and then just 
basically i won't get into the science because i barely know how it works myself <laughs> but uh basically it like uh etches away electrochemically etches the um material uh pretty much any metal doesn't matter the hardness and you can get a really good rifle barrel out of that um so that was a lot of um ivan the troll and i believe um uh why am i liberator 12k jeff rodriguez um he i believe he helped with that uh with a lot of that barrel making um and then jay stark did pretty much all the internals and um like the actual gun part i believe um and he made it so everything uh was a lot easier uh to make because basically they took the design from the Ludi, which is a really old smg that a british guy made in like the 70s um which is pretty much a piece of shit it's unusable <laughs> but it can be made i mean a british guy was just making it to prove that you could make an smg from hardware store parts um yeah i think brendan herrera the ak guy just did a video on that a couple of weeks ago if you want to see how how that works um but it so it's based off that design but they made a ton of improvements uh so that it's actually usable now it has you know sights picatinny rails uh nice easy ergonomic charging handles um and you know pretty much whatever grip you want they made it so it works off of uh ar-15 fire control group like the trigger mechanism and um and then somebody also took that and made the ar-15 trigger control group uh completely 3d printable um and then they also found you can use airsoft like the fire con control groups for ar-15 airsoft replicas um i believe wow uh some of those work in real guns too so um yeah it's pretty much completely diy um and everything um so basically i the only reason that i'm doing what i'm doing is because that gun still takes nine millimeter ammo um which i i see as a bottleneck um i want people to be able to make their own ammo at home um like black powder you can technically make like you have to just you have to dry out your pee basically but like everything you need to make black powder is in your pee so if you really want to start like having jars of piss laying around your house you technically could make <laughs> the black powder from scratch too i'm sure there's way easier ways like with stump i know stump remover has a lot of the stuff you need but um yeah basically uh i want everything including the ammo to be homemade uh which necessitates the electrical ignition which necessitates a completely new design um so I kind of had to go back to the drawing board to get rid of the ammo problem. But if you do have nine mil, the FGC nine is a is a great build. Um, and yeah, it's been used in like Myanmar by the rebels fighting the government that took control like last year. Um, and it's a really decent gun. Um, and as far and, as and Jace, so, yeah, yeah, what what happened to Jay Stark? yeah so um basically he jay stark the designer um he was a uh i believe he was a kurdish uh a kurd um which already like i think culturally they're basically kurdistan it's like 
Iraq, Afghanistan, and Syria, I believe. It's kind of, it's like a cultural group in the Middle East. Um, and they're really well known for making guns and being really handy. They also have some really hot ladies fighting. They have basically <laughs> the Kurdish, they they fought off ISIS. They tried to fight or I might, yeah, they definitely fought ISIS though. And they had some very attractive Kurdish ladies fighting. Um, but anyway, they're badasses as a cultural group um, from my understanding. And so he emigrated to Germany um, and uh, continued, basically he was, he got pissed that he couldn't um, own a gun and that his uh, rights were being infringed upon, that he couldn't defend himself and that others, you know, in, in Europe couldn't, couldn't defend themselves. Um, and he was a really big supporter of the first amendment and the second amendment. And uh, he also, yeah, he really liked the U S I don't, there's the, basically he went by Jacob Stark or Jay Stark. Um, that was a guy in the revolutionary times who I read up on him at some point. He's a badass. I would recommend you guys Google Jacob Stark. Uh, I don't know much. I don't remember much about him, but yeah, he's a revolutionary war figure that was a badass. Um, and so, yeah, Jay Stark really liked him. He really liked uh, the U.S. and the freedoms that we have and that Europe. Um, and he was very pissed that like Europeans and stuff couldn't enjoy the same freedoms. Um, so for a while there, uh, a bunch of people um, in the community were actually trying to get him over here. Um, a couple people, including myself, offered to marry him. Now that gay marriage is legal, might as well just marry him, get him over here as a, as a what's it called, mail order bride type situation. Um, but he, there's a lot, a lot of like paperwork and just yeah, shit that he didn't want to go through. Um, and so, yeah, he was in, uh, Germany and making guns and, uh, I guess he got a heads up that the, it was Interpol and the German police, um, had got basically, I think Coinbase, well, I know for sure Coinbase leaked his information, Coinbase and, um, uh, there was another, like AliExpress, or I don't think it was AliExpress, but it was uh, basically um, he bought something with through Coinbase, and they ratted him out. Um, and so, and I think he luckily he, I mean, he didn't talk to any of us about this part. This is kind of just what I've gathered from the news articles, um, because when they raided his apartment, they didn't find anything at all, um, and he wasn't there. Uh, so he must have gotten an early heads up. Um, and then randomly, also, I should say, he's a healthy 27-year-old. Yeah, I think he was 27 at the time, uh, man. And he was, he was pretty ripped and shit from, I mean, he had a mask on, but like I've seen some pictures. He had some biceps. He was definitely healthy. Um, yeah, I mean, he that might have had some underlying medical conditions. I shouldn't jump straight to the conspiracy thing, but... Basically, two days after he cucked the uh, Interpol and German police, and um, he got out of there without giving him anything. He randomly had a heart attack uh, in his car outside of his family's house, I believe. Um, 
which is very suspicious timing. Uh, definitely, I I don't know. Um, they're basically the community's kind of split on it. Um, so some people are saying he did have an underlying heart condition, which I guess would make sense if Interpol raided your house a couple days ago. You probably would be stressed, but that's also very suspicious timing. You would think the stress would have been the highest like before the raid and once he got away without them finding anything should have been more relaxed but i i don't know could have been a government heart attack gun could have been health conditions um i definitely believe the government would kill people uh that they disagree with so might as well have been the government i uh, definitely sounds like something they would do um even if it was just a heart attack or like a health condition, I'll probably still blame the government just because fuck them. I guess, and either way, they did cause, I mean, they caused the stress of it. He shouldn't have been stressed trying to, you know, protect his rights and he's doing something. He wasn't hurting anybody. He shouldn't have had to worry about armed men storming, breaking down his door. Um, so, yeah, even if it was a health condition, they straight up killed him because nobody should be threatened or live stressed by a government death squad breaking down their door. Yeah. That's kind of, kind of interesting. Um, <clears throat> everything I read about the situation, it, it was very odd timing for somebody so young, mm-hmm. uh, even underlying health conditions. I mean, somebody who's fit, I mean, it's it's not unheard of. It, it just seems yeah. more likely that it would be something nefarious, yeah. just because of the accomplishments. You mm-hmm. know, the, it it just seems likely to me. Yeah. Uh, you know, you know the whole uh, uh, what is it? Occam's razor. You know, the most mm-hmm. likely explanation is usually the correct one. Yep. Yeah. So that that's what it seemed like to me, uh, yeah. personally. But yeah, I'm and with it, you. Either way, fuck it. Yep. It's the government. Yep. Yep, exactly. So there is one thing I was going to bring up here. Let's see. So do you want to let everyone know what this is? Yeah, so that's the that's basically a cutaway of the ignition system. Um, so the second, like the brighter blue flash, is the higher voltage um, ignition that I was using previously. It looks really energetic, makes a loud sound, but uh, you can see when it's on the um, this that one, you can see it doesn't really it doesn't burn the um, paper towel. Um, so, but the lower voltage has like a sustained arc, and you can even see like when it, even after the flame or after the arc stops, there's like a flame that still kind of residually comes off of it, um, which there's a lot of physics behind that. I'm in school for mechanical engineering, uh, so way out of my wheelhouse. I'm trying to understand it better, um, but as far as I know, it's kind of black magic. I'm just seeing what works the best. Um, but yeah, so basically so just... What, so what's the, what, what's the benefit to... The, the second arc versus the first as far as your ammunition goes 
Um, yeah, basically, it'll give uh, give more reliable ignition. Um, it also uh, the lower voltage one that kind of gives that fireball. It should give more of like um, a I guess consistent ignition and uh, ignite more powder at once. Whereas the um, the second one, the higher voltage, that's uh, looks a lot more forceful um that's really concentrating um a lot of the energy at the probe tips um whereas uh basically yeah it's a lot of like it from my understanding so it generates like a plasma around the probe tips um but then between the probes isn't experiencing as much um like electricity or heat um Whereas the lower voltage one that has uh, higher frequent, more of like a sustained arc, um, that has heat generated like throughout between the two probes um, instead of just at one. So it's actually able to like melt through the, um, the 3D printed casing, uh, which my previous design, let's see, I had... Um, might not focus, but it basically there's like cuts, um, some, yeah, shit. I don't know if it's focusing, but yeah, basically there's cuts all along the casing. Um, wish I could find a complete. Oh yeah, here's a. So here's the a complete round with the um, ammo. It's a 3D printed jacket with. Uh, I just have a bunch of. They're like lead cores. I just have a really simple um, mold that I just, uh, long story. Uh, yeah. But we can get into that if you want. But basically, yeah, cast your own lead, super easy. Use basically blowtorch and scrap lead. Um, but so this has kind of like cuts in the casing. That was to allow the arc to um, pass through the casing um, since with the high voltage one, um, for some reason, the uh, casing, it being solid, um, it was insulating it basically too much and it wasn't making that arc connection. So I needed to have some air gap holes for the arc to travel through. Um, it's too small for the powder to come out of, but it's not waterproof um, unless you, uh, Let's see here. Yeah, like this one, I was trying to waterproof it with like graphite paint, basically, um, which would work, but it's a hassle. Um, so this new design, since it or the new um, the lower voltage igniter, the new igniter, uh, since it can, it has a way better like sustained arc throughout it. Uh, I can go back to the solid casing that waterproofs everything, seals it up, makes it everything way easier. Um, and then the arc will just literally eat through the case um, in a millisecond. Hmm. So should give way better ignition. So let's see. This is actually a video of one of your test fires just a few days ago, right? Yep, yep. So how how has the, the testing actually been going? If, has it been really actually worth it yeah yeah it's been really good um like in this video uh the power on it so 
Um, basically, my next step is to shoot at ballistics gel. Um, but for right now, just gauging the power, um, it went through two boxes of cat litter. Um, they were about half full, and I think it might have skimmed the top on a few of them. Um, but And then it just blew a hole out the back of the plywood that was behind it. Um, wow. So, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it's definitely got a lot of power. It's... Um, it's a heavier bullet, or it's about the same weight as a 45 ACP, so like the 1911, what that mm -hmm. shoots. Um, and it's going about the same speed, um, if not faster. Um, so, and it's a larger diameter too. So it should uh, give like way better ballistics than 45. So for everybody, there's like a lot of old people in the gun community that are like, Oh, I only carry a 45 cause they don't make a 46. It's like, <laughs> well, yeah, this is a 50. Uh, but yeah, I mean, yeah, if, if you like carrying five to six pounds of, of gun and ammo, you know, it's mm -hmm. not, not a, not a very good, uh, uh, carry weapon. They're fun yep. to shoot though. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. And yeah, I should say the advantage. So the reason why this one is uh, shoots a 50 cal bullet is because of um, there's some basically complex math, but basically uh, you increase if you increase the size of the projectile, um, there's a lot more area for the gases to act on um, compared to the sides of the barrel. So basically long story short, you can get a lot more energy with a lot lower pressures, um, the bigger your bullet is. So for example, something like a 40 millimeter grenade launcher, um, that only has 3000 uh, PSI chamber pressure. Something like a nine mil has 35,000 PSI. So a nine mil is 10 times higher pressure than a 40 millimeter grenade launcher. Um, same thing, a 45 is 18,000 PSI, so it's half the pressure of a 9 mil. Basically, there's a trend as you use a bigger bullet, you have a lot lower pressures. Um, basically, since it's also why muskets, all like all muskets were like 75 caliber, uh, 50 cal to like 75 caliber, um, because their material was pretty shit back then. Uh, so they couldn't get high, high, um, high pressures out of it. But yeah. the, uh, since I'm using the 3d printed barrel, um, there's a theoretical maximum pressure, which is about like 19,000, 18,000 PSI, depending on the material, um, that, uh, basically it'll shatter the, in the rifling on the inside, um, regardless of how much you support it on the outside. Um, and, but 18,000 PSI is still more than enough. That's, um, I mean, I'm running at like 9,000 PSI. So half of that theoretical maximum, um, and I'm getting the same numbers as a 45 ACP. Um, so there's a lot of room to push it even further. Um, but yeah, so basically more bigger, the bullet better. Uh, I can't go any higher than 50 cal because of goddamn laws and stuff. Uh, <laughs> it's like a destructive device if it's over 50 cal. So got to stay there, but it's good enough for me. 
Yeah, that's that's incredible. So how how has the community embraced you? Yeah, the community's been great. Um, they've yeah, it, like last year at Bear Arms and Bitcoin, um, gave a presentation there, which was a lot of fun, and a lot of people seem really interested. Um, interested in this. I I mean honestly kind of cocky but i think it's a really cool uh project that hopefully will like chain fundamentally change how people think of firearms or at least maybe encourage people to think outside the box you know instead of thinking of it thinking of guns as you know oh it's something that has a case that looks like this and it has a primer and like a firing pin if you just think of it as it's something that makes something else go that way it's a lot easier kind of uh uh loosens the chains i guess of your brain um so i'm really hoping that it has some sort of impact um with people either creatively creatively oh whatever you know what i'm saying uh <laughs> but the or you know changes the way the firearms are designed um I thought I felt like I was going somewhere with that. I kind of zoned out. Uh, <laughs> you're good. Um, but yeah. So so you're heading back to the same convention uh, this year. Well, when, when is that, and exactly what what happens? Yeah. Um, so oh yeah, you're you're asking about the community aspect. But yeah. So the yeah the convention is in Miami, Florida, um, on the eighth and ninth, I believe. Actually, it might be ninth and tenth. Um, but just Google bear arms and Bitcoin 2022. Um, it's a really great event. Um, and there'll be a lot of basically everything freedom related. Um, a lot of people talking about Bitcoin, um, how to basically free yourself from like the financial, the banking system, uh, which you can probably see is going to shit currently. Um, and so if you want to educate yourself on bitcoin um, or anything like that i would recommend it and then there's also some really great uh 3d printed gun people that are going um that'll be presenting i think mr snow makes chairman Wan, um jeff rodriguez is going to be there with the liberator 12k i believe um probably a ton more i'm forgetting but yeah it's going to be a great convention for uh for freedom loving folks and uh it's i believe the third annual um nice. i swear i went to the first one i i was trying to remember the other day i have absolutely no recollection of going to the first one but i know i've been to every single one so if it is the third annual i i don't know i'm confused as shit but <laughs> i definitely went last year and it's definitely happening happening this year um and yeah it'll be a good time nice so, um, you know, it, to transfer to uh, uh, cryptocurrency just a little bit, it's it's definitely a hobby of mine. Uh, well, it's more than a hobby in my opinion, but it's yeah. it's. Uh, I I definitely love Bitcoin, at least the technology. I, I think it's once again just one of those uh, those technologies that just change the world, and yeah. we. We don't even know where it's going yet. Um, but the one thing I do dislike about Bitcoin is how public it is. Yeah. And I mean, in when 
the terrorist in Canada, <laughs> you know, the, the domestic terrorists over there, they, they were protesting their government. Yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, they, the, the government actually came in and blacklisted some of the Bitcoin addresses. Oh, really? I didn't hear about the Bitcoin thing. I just knew yeah. that they like froze bank accounts and I'm like, well, should have used Bitcoin, but shit, if they were freezing Bitcoin accounts too, I guess that's, yeah, yeah that yeah, sucks. That's, that's just one of those things. And they, they tried to go after some of the, um, the exchanges, you know, Coinbase and, uh, yeah. Kraken, uh, Binance, all of these other places. And what I just find interesting about it is that it's like, well, if that can still happen, if, if, if it's still censorable, then that kind of defeats the purpose. Yeah. You know? yep. um, I, I still think that Bitcoin has its place. Uh, uh, same with uh, Litecoin, Bitcoin Cash, a lot of these others. Um, but I'm all about Monero. Okay. It, it's just privacy. That, that's, yep. you know, the, the, the number one thing, in my opinion, uh, anybody watching, get Monero.org. Yeah. This is where was, you need to go. I was going to say, actually, at, at, even though this is called Guns and Bitcoin, I believe they might have even changed the name because most of the speakers are actually talking about Monero this year. Um, and I don't think there's any. It's pretty much all talking about Monero. I yeah. think people are paying with Monero for the tickets. Um, so I, I need nice. to do my research on that because that seems to be the... Uh, the up and coming privacy coin in the community. Yeah, it's it's the it's really only the only one. Uh, Zcash, it 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 has some privacy, but not enough. Mm -hmm. Um, so what's interesting about Monero is that all these other projects they all either start with Bitcoin or Ethereum. They're all based on that. Monero started with its own platform. So it's one of the only um, projects that actually are not based upon these platforms at all. And yeah. they started with privacy from the ground up. So it's, okay. it's just absolutely incredible. Um, uh, shout out to uh, Monerotopia and Monero Talk. Both the uh, same, same YouTube channel. It's Monero Talk on YouTube. Uh, great channel they they sit and talk to developers of the project itself and everyone else that uh um advocate for it use it all these different things and it, it's honestly just great so yeah it's That's it's cool. pretty cool they, they they might actually end up being down there i know they were just at the uh bitcoin conference they threw their own monero conference um a saturday um at the bitcoin conference kind of a way for them to do their own thing so definitely check that out it's, it's yeah really cool yeah definitely yeah hopefully some people show up i'd love to talk to them <laughs> thank yeah. them for doing that and having an alternative yeah uh, seriously to bitcoin yeah and i i don't know if like how involved in the crypto community you are but the the, the bitcoin maxis um for anyone listening, that's just people who are a hundred percent sold on Bitcoin and just will not budge. Yeah. Um, they, I don't know. It's, it's not quite a cult, but it's cult like in the sense that if you're on the outside, you're just, you're not cool. You're not yep. cool, bro. Yeah. 
I, like, I feel like I've noticed that fading over the past like year or two. Um, there's obviously still a bunch of people, but just, I mean, I'm not too into the community. It's mostly like gun people that I follow, but it seems like everybody that was screaming to like, hold on to Bitcoin for dear life is <laughs> now not saying anything. Um, <laughs> Weird how so that happens. I, yeah. Yeah. Not sure what happened, but I've, I've definitely seen it uh, transition, which hopefully it's to things like Monero. So, yeah, yeah, it's honestly just uh, as far as the crypto community, I mean, I, I think the uh, firearms community is actually just well, way more welcoming and everything. Uh, the Monero community is one of the only crypto communities that is very welcoming. Um, okay. Also, one of the only communities I see actually trying to create more than just crypto. Um, there are people creating art music um it got all kinds of projects um there there's actually uh in the episode description uh i have a way for people to buy fresh coffee with monero and when when you when you buy it you actually get sent a bag kind of like this it has that qr code on it well that qr code you scan it with cake wallet edge wallet whatever and then you get to send a tip directly to the farmers. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's kind of amazing. That type of application uh, for cryptocurrency, I feel like once it gets... See, I guess it's kind of a double-edged sword, though, because like you want the like you want everybody to use that type of stuff. Like it would be great if everybody was on that type of system. But then once you get public, you know, and everybody, everybody knows about it, like, you know, I kind of guessed that this was going to happen, but like them uh, uh, clamping down on, I think it was only Bitcoin, but basically, yeah, they're doing all this regulation because they're like, oh, the Russians are going to put all their money into Bitcoin. And I don't <laughs> know. Then, oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So I. I heard something about them trying to write some laws to regulate Bitcoin, um, yeah. which hopefully stuff like Monero is at least left out. But yeah, I yeah. mean, so that that's the interesting thing. Even if they try to control Bitcoin, even even as public as it is, they they can't really. That's yeah. why they have to do things like blacklist the uh, the addresses and everything. However, it is still censorable uh, with Monero and some other just basic uh, security features. You, you just can't, there, there's just no way you would have to find it first. And uh, last time I checked the IRS actually has a reward for anyone who can crack Monero and uh, it's, they, they've had it up for like six years, I think no one's been able to do it. So damn. All right. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah, and so it's, you know, Monero with uh, any Monero wallet you choose and uh, pretty much get a coin, coin scrambler or whatever. Good luck. Nice. Yeah. So Very it's, cool. It's a cool technology. And uh, it, do I think it's going to outlast everything? Maybe not. There's going to be something that comes along eventually, mm -hmm. you know, something to improve it. But right now... It's king in privacy. And yeah. I, I, I think the decentralization uh, 
uh, which is how I'm going to tie it back into what you're doing. It's, it's the decentralization. That's the most important in my opinion. Yeah. Um, getting it out of the hands of these people who want to be able to control it and people like you, people that work in the Monero community, uh, any, anyone working towards Liberty is, uh, helping decentralize it. So, you know, it's just great. So absolutely. Yep. Power to the people in any way that you can. I mean, yeah, it doesn't have to be guns as long as, you know, you're eliminating the, you know, few people, the few elites from gathering all of the resources, all the power, um, you know, get, stop them from being able to shut down people's bank accounts on a whim just because they don't agree with them politically or whatever. Yeah, uh, wrong thing. <laughs> yep, exactly. Yeah. Anything that takes us farther away from a dystopia, I am very happy, happy with. Yeah, definitely. Uh, well, I think we're going to wrap up here. Uh, honestly, it's been killer to get you on. Uh, and I'm I'm so excited to see what you're coming up with next. And uh, uh, go ahead and plug wherever you are. Uh, everyone, it is down in the episode description, so feel free to get it there. But yeah, go ahead. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah, it was very great having, uh, being on. I love talking about my projects. Um, if you want to follow me, I would say the best thing is, uh, Twitter, um, suckboy at suckboy Tony one. Um, and then, yeah, that's my Twitter. I probably, I post the most stuff to that, um, just because it's easier to respond to comments, I think, uh, and all that on Twitter. I do have an Instagram too. Um, that's at suckboy tony two um and then um i have a patreon as well uh if anybody wants to subscribe uh five bucks a month will get you the um access to a super secret discord um and i post basically behind the scenes stuff what i'm doing um i also have an offer to like help you out with your stuff if you have some questions with the design um you want to get into this stuff uh join the patreon i'll uh hook up with you on a discord call or something and uh talk you through it um or get you set up more um but other than that and that uh that's on patreon just suck boy tony um and other than that uh, i have a youtube as well suck boy tony one i believe uh yeah either way um don't post as much there. Maybe it'll get big or I'll start posting more eventually. I'm hoping once I get my designs finalized, I'll post some like breakdown videos um, showing exactly how things work there. Um, but yeah, other than that, um, yeah, it was, it was great to be on. Thank you for having me. Oh yeah. Yeah. We'll, we'll definitely get you back on. And uh, when, when you got some big updates after you drop the files and stuff, <clears throat> start start nice. promoting that because i'm all about anything liberty at all yeah uh, it's to a radical degree at this point so <laughs> yep. you know <laughs> same here so yeah man it was it was great having you on and uh anyone watching make sure to go to rise to liberty.com slash links that's everywhere you can find us you can find the telegram rise to liberty.com slash free speech which is kind of funny because at some point that's not going to uh be free speech uh, rise to liberty dot store for all uh, your merch needs and 
that's pretty much it. So until next time, stay free, my friends.